It's Monday, November 14th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today. And uh, we are going to be spending a little bit of time this week doing something topical. Uh, following up on last week's topical series to the five solas, this week we're going to spend five days considering the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Who is he? What does he do for us? And and how do we live in his power? So that's what we're going to be looking at over these next few days. We start today in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to be in the New Testament for each of these days. And today we're going to be learning that the Holy Spirit is God. And let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to read for us verses 9 to 11. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 to 11. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So here we have Paul describing where wisdom comes from. That's his, his largest, uh, that, that's his large topic in this section. But within this section talking about where wisdom comes from, Paul describes who the Holy Spirit is. All wisdom comes from the Lord. In fact, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom, according to this, the Proverbs. Because this is true, because all wisdom comes from the Lord, the only way we can attain wisdom is by leaning on God, by going to God and receiving his wisdom. But who can know the wisdom of God? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He is the cre creator. We are the creature. He is wholly other than us. He is omniscient, omni omnipotent. He is, he is the one who is holiness. We, of course, are limited. We do not know all things. We can't do all things. And in our sin, we are unholy. So how can we unholy creatures begin to comprehend the wisdom of God. We all want to be wise. I know you want to be wise as you're going to work today. It's, it's Monday. You've got a full week ahead of you, and you're thinking, I want to work in wisdom today. I want to be in class in wisdom today. I want to be working with my family in wisdom. How do I do this? Well, you need access to the source of all wisdom, to God himself. The only way, though, to understand who God is, is to be God. That's the point of what he's getting at here, Paul is getting at. Only God can understand who God is. Notice, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined. That's our limitation. We haven't seen it. We haven't heard it. We can't even imagine what the wisdom of God is. But this is what God has prepared for those who love him. Those unseeable, unhearable, unimaginable things are given to his people, to those children that he loves. These things God has revealed to us through who? Through the Spirit. Now, how is it that the Holy Spirit is able to reveal to us the deep things of God? 
He continues, For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Here is proof of His divinity. Only God, only God can search the depths of God. For He has depths beyond all human comprehension. We, we can't plumb the depths of God. But God can. The Spirit does. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person? So you know what you think. Your spirit knows what you think, but I don't know what you think. Your friends don't know who you think. Your family, even if you're married, your spouse doesn't know what you think unless you verbalize it. Who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God, which means that the spirit is God. The Spirit is not some impersonal force like you see in Star Wars. It's not the the life force that gives life to all of creation like our pantheist friends might believe. The Spirit is God. But notice the Spirit is also a person. He is a he. The Spirit of God is the third person of the Trinity. What I mean by that is he is a personal God. He reveals to us. He speaks to us. He searches the things of God and he reveals them to those who love him. Do we consider that the Spirit of God is a person? Or do we think of him as some kind of amorphous force out there? Much more like the the things of the force than the things of the Scripture. More Star Wars than Bible. No, wisdom comes from the Spirit of God, and He, He is the third person of the Trinity. He is a personal God who loves you. All the things that we say about God, we can say about the Holy Spirit. We don't talk like this much. We talk about the Father loving us. We talk about Jesus loving us, but also consider this. The Holy Spirit loves you. And we'll talk later in the week what happens when we come to Christ. He indwells you. He, he lives inside you and he loves you. He knows your deepest thoughts, your darkest secrets. He knows them all and he loves you because he is the down payment for your salvation. We'll see that on Friday. He grafts you in to the body of Christ. He sees you for who you are and he loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. We want to get used to using language about the Holy Spirit that is personal. This isn't some kind of weird, charismatic thing. This is a Bible thing. In fact, I think we could learn a lot from our charismatic brothers and sisters on how to interact with the Holy Spirit as a person. We interact with Jesus. We even interact with the Father differently than we interact with the Spirit because we're focused on what the Spirit can do for us. But I don't know that we focus in on who He is. He is God Almighty. He plums the very depths of God. He knows the secret things of God. He is able to understand the full mind of God, for He is God. And so when we commune with the Holy Spirit, when, the, when we go to the table, for example, and we commune with Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, He is active, and He is active towards us in grace, in love, in mercy. This is what He does for us. He is love. 
just as Jesus is love, just as the Father is love, for God is love and the Spirit is God. Trinitarian theology is, of course, very, very confusing when you start to get into it. But here's what I think you can take into your work day, your school day, your time with family, your time with friends. The Holy Spirit who lives inside you, he is not just a piece of God. He is not just a force. but He is the personal God who loves you, who dwells inside of you, who empowers you, who helps you to grow in fruitfulness. He is even the guarantee, the seal of your salvation, the promise that resurrection will be yours one day. And so I encourage you this week, consider the Holy Spirit not as a thing, not as an impersonal force, but as the third person of the Trinity, the full Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit loves you. Let's not ignore the Holy Spirit and his role in our lives. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Jesus even said that unless he ascends, we could not receive the helper, the comforter, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, who is here to guide us, to strengthen us, to help us grow as disciples of Jesus Christ as a guarantee of our salvation. But help us to consider the Spirit as a person, as the third person of the Trinity who loves us, who sanctifies us, who points us towards Jesus Christ that we might worship Him. Help us, Lord, to worship the Spirit, for He is God, and He dwells within us. Lord, empower us by Your Spirit to see him as he is, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. We'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.